0: Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFA podcast for Round 5 2021. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who opened the case with the phones for Jordan Dugowie and Jeremy Howe. It's Adam Rosenbachs.
1: Ah, oh, good day, Michael. Yes, we're up to Round 5 now and I find myself in trouble yet again. I, I had no idea. Like the So Jeremy Howe and Jordan degoy they were both injured. And of course, every player as a part of the integrity of the game... Has their phones locked away pre-game? They come in, they hand it over. We put it in a box. We lock that box. We put that box into a safe. We then dump that safe into the ocean, and that cannot be accessed until after the game. Mm-hmm. But I thought because they were injured and they weren't technically players anymore, they were spectators. Spectators are allowed to be on their phone, and so I said, "Boys, do you want your phones?" No, like, are we allowed? To? I was like, "Mate, absolutely, fucking absolutely. I will, I will." I went, I got it out of the ocean, I opened the safe, I pulled it out of the safe, I pulled the suitcase out, or the case out, and I gave them their phones. And I was like, go for your life. And you know what? Because now you're spectators, gamble. Do whatever you want. Like, yep. if you want to load up on, you know, West Coast winning because you two are now out, I said you are allowed to do that. Do you, Go your hardest. It's it's what people would want.
0: Yeah, and also, what if you want to put up an Instagram story? you got your free time on your hands now. And also, Duguay was concussed, wasn't he? So we probably uh, Yeah. We we probably could have got a pretty cool one out of him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and also you never you never get to see like uh, stuff that happens in the change rooms during the game. Like we've That's got a, a locked point. off camera. And so if Jordan and Jeremy are posting and they're going, Hey, here we are in the ice bars early, or here we are, you know, going through Pendle's bag and and, you know, stealing shit out of his wallet, just fun. Hi Jinx. If anything, putting his carcase
0: in these, uh, carcane tuna. If anything, it could yeah. have it could have actually been a bit of a more a uh, bit of an insight. So a, a bit like a roaming roaming to yeah, roaming during out. a game during the game to see what goes
1: on. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like it because they said that they they took the phones to let their families know that they were okay. Uh, okay because you know and that's fair enough. Like they would be very concerned if you're a parent and you see your son. Or daughter gets smashed in the face and comes off dripping with blood you want to know that he's okay and you don't care about the integrity of the game when you're looking after someone's safety
0: i didn't know that fact actually that that actually does make sense and so how how was that a muscle injury that wasn't
1: as severe uh no it wasn't as severe he um what did he do it's where he got they took a graft of a tendon i believe to help out his knee injury and so he Mm. injured where that tendon was grafted from, so yeah. he's out for a little bit. But okay. his family could have been worried; they would have been like, "Will Jeremy ever walk again?" We yeah. we don't know, and they wouldn't. They shouldn't be made to wait another hour and a half. You know, are we? Are, is
0: the right pig out there that we can get their tendon and put it back in his knee? Like, you yeah. Know, what What's the state of Australian farming right, farming right now? That we need to look after our son. Well, that's the thing. They they could
1: have been proactive. Like they, um, he could have already started his recovery rather than waiting an extra hour and a half.
0: Yep. And then also with the time difference from Perth to mm. Melbourne, you're yeah, getting ahead, exactly. so you get like an extra, you pick up an extra two or three hours, don't you? I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. It all makes sense, doesn't it? Now, yeah, a, few uh, things, uh, a few things about this case, okay? So it seemed to be like you yeah. you would
1: slide your phone into a slot. Uh, yeah, so I'm assuming it's like um, would it be like numbered? Would it have your players' numbers, or is it just like how? Because iPhones, until you turn yours on, you don't know whose is whose. No, nah, they look a lot like the others, so they must be it must be yeah uh, listed.
0: Yeah, yeah, but um, De is a bit different because De phone has her, has a sleeve tat. It's a bit different that
1: way. <laughs> yeah, okay, he could pick it. But then, but then Jeremy Howe has sleeve tats as well. I That's reckon a very easy thing to to mix up. Do
0: you reckon maybe they have a number, like their player number, and so they slot that in there? That would be the easiest way to do it without putting Oh, I, I, I would have thought so. Yeah, that would you, save you would your think time. think something like that.
1: And so they said that it actually um, came about because Nick Maxwell, who is usually in charge of locking the box he had been in brisbane and so therefore wasn't allowed to travel with the team and so th- that he's the he's the locker he's the key man really yeah and so they said it sort of slipped through the cracks that the box wasn't locked now he has a, a
0: higher role at collingwood than locking up a suitcase <laughs> like isn't he a
1: development or like assistant coach i don't think uh, he has a role there he has a role there yeah, isn't he in charge of almost, like not? I um, don't want to say discipline, but like the ethos of the team? Like, isn't he, uh, he a could part be. of that? He could be, yeah. I, um, I believe in meetings. And so that's why he's not there
0: and it goes to shit. I believe in meetings. Like, you know, you, you go to throw him an orange and he just punches yeah. it away. Yeah. But I find it almost a, a bootstarter job to be the guy who locks up the, the suitcase.
1: You would have thought so. And, and once it's locked, you just go, no, fellas, you, you can't access it. Because some did someone unlock it or was it just never locked? Well, that's a good question. There are so many things to find out about
0: this story, Adam. I mean, it's the biggest scoop of 2021. Yeah. Um, and so I imagine they're going to get a fine. I don't know if the fine goes to Collingwood in general or goes to the individuals in general.
1: I would imagine it goes to the club because the club is supposed to be in charge of this kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, the Black Ops will be all over this. The you, imagine, unit. you imagine. You right.
0: imagine. And then also you think about it. Uh, when they've been repeatedly, you know, had to hand in their phones for years and years now. Yes. I find it a bit fucking stupid that they actually just
1: went and got them. Like th- at no
0: yeah. stage did they go, Oh, I feel like we shouldn't be doing this
1: <laughs> Yeah, I know. And also I uh, remember that time that Jaden Stevenson got in trouble for putting a bet on on our team and himself. And got a huge fine and missed like ten weeks. Do you remember that? Maybe maybe we will leave the phones there, Jez.
0: So they talk about uh, that because we talk about phones with the coaches' box last week. So yep. I believe I believe ten people are allowed a phone. Yes. Uh, stuff like medical staff, uh, people who might need to call an ambulance very quickly. The like you know stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then the players themselves, as soon as they enter the rooms, they get their phone taken off them, and then they don't get it back until after the game.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and I imagine, you know, you get it back after the game because you want to read about how uh, how terrible you've been and what social media is saying about you. Wouldn't you just be terrified? You're like, you know, you're on
0: oh, Twitter, Instagram or whatever and you've had a shocker or you've, you know, missed the goal after the siren. Like, I mean, just kind of your, your thumb hovering over, like, and then you see, you know, 125 comments or something. You just go, oh, <laughs> uh, shit.
1: And also on Instagram too, like as a tweet, you go, "Oh yeah, it moves on." But you know, if you've got a family, you know, a nice family shot of you with the wife and the yeah, kids, and you're yeah, all happy, yeah. and then it's like, "Yeah, fucking dumb cunt, you cost us the game." And yeah. it's just like, "Well, you've, you've sullied it." My mum looks at that, and she's she knows that I, I cost us the game. Oh, yeah.
0: Dude, what a nightmare! Have they talked about how much money this might cost them?
1: Uh, no, I haven't seen any monetary figures at the moment. But you'd reckon it'd have to be like a twenty k one, wouldn't you? It's like, and not suspended like that has got to be. You blokes know better.
0: Yeah, I'd imagine. I imagine, yeah, for sure. For Would
1: sure. you kick them out of the league because of this?
0: I think it's probably time that they AFL um and the Integrity Ops, um, Black Ops mm. make a stand. Yeah. I mean you're not gonna do it again, are you? If you <laughs> No one's going near the no phone. One's going I'm near not even bring my phone to the ground, mate. I'm no one's going near the phone when um when you've had two players just immediately kicked out of the league. Yeah. named. they've been, you know, main made, made example of.
1: No, I think it's it's about time. It's become a scourge. Like, how do we know? Like, we were lucky, fortunate that Channel 7 had, had the cameras. The cameras. Because otherwise, it, it might be rampant, Michael. Like, it could be. You yeah, never know. At halftime, you know, when you, we only get the main shot of the changing rooms, what are they doing out the back of there? Just all on their phones, laying beds, you know, calling their friends, just going, oh, mum and dad, I know we're going to lose, so just load up on the other team. You know, it's just, thank God Channel 7 was there. What do you think is easier to trace, a phone or a laptop? Asking for a friend. (laughs) Uh, I would say a phone because it has the tower. So you can, do you mean track or to. Well, track
0: or just, you know, internet history, what you've done, you know. Oh,
1: okay. Good question. Mm. Great question without notice, this
0: one. I'm going to say, I think I'd struggle more with a phone in terms of, like, I think I'd be okay in terms of, like, deleting stuff from a laptop. I wouldn't do it, yeah. like, professionally. Like, I wouldn't do it Hillary Clinton style with the emails. Her emails, Adam, her emails. But I think a phone I'd struggle with, like, in terms of, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head how to delete history. Not that I have anything there, but, like, um, I think, I'd, uh, but, yeah, but, it, I mean, if you try and actually get away from something, like, the pinging of the towers. It's like when crooks, they, oh, my God, they, they steal the phone, and it's like, what are you fucking doing? Yeah, you know, yeah, They do bad stuff, but they take the phone with them. And it's like, mate, the first thing you do is throw the phone away. Don't touch exactly, it.
1: Exactly, mate. Take the SIM card out. Get rid of it. You snap it in half. Haven't you watched Breaking Bad? You fucking morons.
0: Nightmare. They're so stupid. Yeah. They are
1: stupid. Hey, i uh, tell you what's awesome, Adam. You tell me what is awesome, mate.
0: It's my shows at the Sydney Comedy Festival coming up in about a month or so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get all the Hawthorne fans there. So you're out at uh, Marrickville?
0: I'm at the Factory Theatre, yes. Yeah, so They have a bunch of venues at the Factory Theatre. And uh, I'm going to be there from Sunday. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was trying to say uh, the day but uh, and the time at the same time. 7 p.m. Uh, Thursday, May 13. Friday, May 14 at the Factory Theatre. So come along, junk timers. Uh, you know, if you've got friends who might live in Sydney, send them along. It's going to be a cracking yeah, hour. A cracking hour. So just two shows, and uh, I reckon it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome.
1: Has it been? Is uh, How long does the Sydney Comedy Festival run for?
0: It's around about a month as well. I believe okay. stuff is kicking off this week, yeah, yeah. So I suppose they kind of all work out, you know, where they're positioned in terms of the various festivals. Yeah. Um, And it's a bit different to a Melbourne Comedy Festival, you know, in terms of like, you know, it's newer for one thing. Um, But yeah, 7pm, Factory Theatre, Thursday, May 13, Friday, May 14. And where can I get tickets? Ah, just head to the Sydney Comedy Festival website, yeah. But it's going to be fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, and uh, I want to say a big uh, thank you to all the junk timers who came along and saw my show over the... uh, There was a couple there that I was talking to, a couple of Carlton supporters um, that came to my show last night. There was a lot of fun. Um... So yeah, thank you to everyone who came along to the show, do appreciate it, had a lot of fun and I did record it so it is going to be available for junk timers who couldn't get there or don't live in Melbourne or if you do live in Melbourne and you're fucking lazy and couldn't be bothered, uh, there's a recording of it so I'm going to put that out shortly. Um, and how are you feeling about the baggers at the Minute Man? Uh, we're awful and we will continue to be awful and I can't see when the wheel starts to turn and we are just a shit team The should tr- probably... Select to opt out of the league, um, and just say, you know what, it's just it's a waste of money. It's, it's too a waste hard. Of people's yeah, it's a waste of people's careers. Sure, we've given it a crack. We've had a go. We didn't make it. You know what? There's times when you just go, it's not for me, and that's okay. You know, so if Carlton gotta, just comes out and just goes, you know what, footy's not for us. We did our best. You got to know when to our hold. Our best was them. shit. Yeah. Know, know when to fold. No when to fold you got to know when yeah. to fold. And now, now is the time to fold. Our effort is so fucking poor. Really? Keep going. I love this. It just it fucking kills me to see people walking. People are played out of position. There's That's just awesome. no intent. And, you know, after a loss, you want people to be angry. You want people to be ropeable. Like, if you have a shit gig, you are so mad at yourself.
0: Oh, yeah. And dude, I don't I ch- see that. I chuck shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I don't see that from Carlton players. They're kind of like, oh, yeah, another loss. Just fucking chalk it up. What am I up to now? Am I am I going to catch Simo's record? You know, it's just like fucking maybe one day I can.
0: Um, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, maybe I can surpass Cade, uh, Cade Simpson.
1: You know, just show some fucking passion, you motherfuckers! I'm so angry. I am. Here's how angry I am. I got out of my Carlton WhatsApp group because it was just so bitter and twisted in there that I just went. I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> and so and you've I, got about
0: you've got seven or eight players in there too, haven't you? <laughs> It was, yeah, I was it's, just so it's sad. Just, it's, just, it's just you and David Teague, I think.
1: It just made me so sad. And everyone afterwards was like, when I left, because you know it says, in, if you're in a WhatsApp group, it's like, Adam has left the group. Oh, okay. And then I get a few texts coming at me. Like even Fev texted me to say, if, ask if I was okay. Because he's uh-huh. in the group. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. It's, it'd be a who's who, wouldn't it? Your Carlton uh, WhatsApp group.
1: There's a bit going on in there. There's a little bit going on. You know, there's some, there's some high hitters in the political world. There's some uh, comedians, of course. And then there's some, some big media players, if you will, Michael.
0: Yeah, wow. a quite um, the group. What a fucking coup <laughs> to be <laughs> part of an accountant <laughs> counten-
1: WhatsApp group. <laughs> Mate, you would love to be in there. You oh. probably would love to be in there because it's just like so hysterical and ridiculous.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'd be trolling you guys every five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Hey, um, Eddie, uh, was Eddie this week, wasn't he? Well, we haven't really heard from him that much, you know. It's you know what? It's almost like uh, it's almost like Donald Trump. Like he's just he hasn't had any platforms. He hasn't had anywhere to talk. Yeah, sure. And so we haven't heard much from Ed. But then he came out on Wednesday night, and Sam McClure put it to Ed on uh, Footy Classified. He said that Collingwood's list management has been a debacle. A debacle, Adam. Years. He a debacle. said a debacle. Now. Now, in, in Ed's defence, um, saying a debacle for five years is a big call. Like They made a grand final in 2018. They made a prelim in 2019. It hasn't been a debacle. What was a debacle was their handling of the list at the end of last year. We yeah, all yeah. agree with that. Even now, though Eddie didn't agree with that, but we all agree with that.
0: Now, I felt that Sam um, was saying that more in the terms of like their recruiting and the like. Like I didn't think that was like a... Uh, we've been performing badly, but having said that, we again we talked about this last week. I, you know, mm-hmm. obviously grand final, a prelim, and that final against Perth, which Eddie said yeah. was one of the greatest wins of all time. Which it was. Just, that was cute, wasn't it? <laughs> um, but he, uh,
1: but then he made the best statement of all.
0: It was fucking awesome, uh, and he said that trade radio was to blame for the yep. debacle at Collingwood. He said trade radio had been winding things up. And kind of pumping up the tyres and kind of yeah. causing all the scandals.
1: And it whipped everyone into a frenzy. Yeah, and that was the reason that it uh, went so badly at Collingwood at the end of last year. So Trade radio. So like Again. November.
0: November last year or so. Like fucking they are the problem uh, with Collingwood. Because remember that time mm. when mm, Collingwood, I don't know why they yeah. did this, but they got, nah. they got Terry Wallace and Damien Barrett to come into the club to work yeah. out the contracts. Yeah. I didn't think that was a good idea. <laughs> I did not think mate, that was a good idea.
1: It's the list manager. <laughs> it's the list manager in purple. And when they said, "Mate, we're going to back end Adam Trelaw's contract," and even Collingwood went, oh, "I don't know about that. It's going to cost us. Uh, you know, in the long run, we're not going to be able to pay it." And purple and and uh, the list manager Terry Wallace, they just went, "Mate, it's the way of the f- it's the way of the future. It's uh, back end every contract."
0: Yeah, it's not the first time trade radio is fucked up. I mean, I got to oh, tell mate. you, I mean. You know the Titanic. You know why it sank? No, because they they didn't get the um, iceberg warnings because they were listening to trade radio. <laughs> <laughs> they were sending warnings, 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 and no, 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 no. What's uh, what's Fitzroy gonna do with the pick three? Yeah, pic treat?
1: yeah I, I believe they're doing a trade with University. <laughs> I heard that um, Prince Philip would still be alive. No way. But they unplugged his life support to plug in. A radio, so trade
0: they could listen radio. to trade radio. Because, yeah, yeah.
1: fuck, he loved trade radio, didn't he? Oh, made he, he was a huge fan of it. He couldn't believe that uh, Collingwood got rid of Trelaw and Phillips. Uh,
0: you know, in uh, Hiroshima, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of warnings going across the radio. There were okay. a lot of warnings going across the radio in 1945. Yeah. Um, but the, the folks at Hiroshima they didn't hear it because they were listening <laughs> to trade radio, obviously, after yeah. the bloodbath of 45. Like, they wanted to be all across the picks. you know. What's going on?
1: <laughs> what's going on? Who's, get, who's getting suspended? <laughs> what do you mean that guy got 20 weeks? He only punched the, you know, he only punched an umpire in the back of the head seven times.
0: Uh, it was amazing. Hey, Adam, I mean, I, I don't know if this is too dark for you, but mm. um, as the Australian troops were heading into Gallipoli, Oh, yeah. they were being told to pull out by their superiors. But you know what, yeah, they, yep. you know what they're listening to?
1: Oh, fuck, not trade radio. <laughs> they didn't get the message.
0: Trade yeah, radio. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> was a, I heard there was a three-way uh, trade going on.
0: Oh, between St Kilda, Richmond and University, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Awesome.
1: Um, it was one. It was pretty wild. It was pretty wild that he said that and also said it with such a straight face. Like he honestly believed that trade radio was the reason that it became such a big fucking story.
0: Yeah, 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 sure, sure.
1: Not and the fact that they said that, you know, uh, Adam Trelaw, uh, some of the players didn't like him, and also he wouldn't be able to play footy if his wife's out of the state. No, nothing to do with that.
0: Or, or were those rumours just spread by trade radio to cause, you know, a bit of trouble at Collingwood? I mean, you know, who so knows? So do you what think,
1: yeah, is it chicken or the egg? Like, does trade radio start these rumours and then they become real? Or are they real? That trade radio then whips up into a frenzy. I mean, where does it? It's just blurred lines, isn't it?
0: It is. It is. It's a, it's a media landscape these days. I mean, mm. um, you know, you know, um, uh, Q, as in QAnon.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rumour has it mm. that's someone from trade radio. Is it? <laughs> yes, that's unbelievable. Because I remember Buddy was going to go to GWS until trade radio got involved.
0: Yes, no, that's a good point. Because remember when trade radio met. Uh, with um, uh, the Sydney hierarchy at a house in Moore Park, yeah, um, and they snuck Buddy in there um, yeah. but a year before he actually went there, and um, it was all orchestrated by Trade Radio.
1: They're fucking, fuck, they're good. To, uh, they're good. Oh mate, they got the fingers in a lot of pies, and they're yeah. you know they they like the CIA. They're fucking everywhere. You don't know. They're, they they. I mean, clearly they're listening into every conversation that we have. Yeah, 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 for and sure. That's what they, they do because they're they're like uh, Huawei. They they just they it, they listen to everything.
0: Hey so the Collingwood presidency is up for grabs, right? Mm. So they have two present uh, co-presidents at the minute uh, and then they the board is split as to which one they go with. Yep. And so they're and it is
1: strange. It is strange for such a big club to not have a, uh, like a front person, isn't it?
0: Well, I think no one wanted to challenge challenge um, Eddie. I think that's a big thing. It's yeah. so like in 2024 if, if Trump puts his hand up Everybody's going to go No, nah, we don't want to do it Because we don't want to be Dragged through the mud like that But yep. I, I think A few people kind of Wanted the job at Collingwood, But they didn't want to Have to challenge Eddie Because He would then Try to destroy them Through the Through the um, Audio um, Lessons of Trade Radio Gotcha So we have two candidates that might be coming up. John Bertrand, who won the Mm. America's Cup in 1983, has a has a dude ridden a wave. Well, that's (laughs) that's like I mean that's uh, that's what he does for a living. But like, has a dude ridden a wave of one one victory that, on reflection, who gives a fuck? (laughs) Uh, I believe the name Stephen Bradbury comes to mind. (laughs) But I like Stephen Bradbury by the fact that he he grew up in um in um in Sydney, where they would have had like you know one ice rink.
1: Yeah, so he won okay.
0: a gold medal, like going up against like American and Corandos, who who would have skated before they could walk. Yeah, so sure. I, I I put great um, stead in that victory by the fact, you know, I mean, obviously you know, over and fell over, but I I think it's quite an amazing achievement. And also, he got a very bad cut to his thigh. I think he sliced an artery.
1: So yeah, know, okay. he Very happy to so be he's there. overcome adversity, is what you're saying? Yeah, Whereas, yeah. No, but sometimes you know, uh, I don't like the way you're talking down sailing, Michael. Sometimes the winds aren't in John Bertrand's favour. One mm-hmm. time it was really choppy seas and he got quite um, uh, seasick. So he's done it tough. He's had to avoid scurvy, things like that. Like he has overcome a lot in his lifetime. And then also,
0: because you, you were old enough to remember the America's Cup win in 83.
1: Yes, like vague, vaguely, but I, I remember the excitement about it. Yeah. I, I,
0: I can't on reflection work out how he got so excited because also at the same time, what more relatable sport out there <laughs> <laughs> than the sport of sailing?
1: It just brings people together. That's what I love about it. Like, what do you see? Most people go to the Boxing Day test, but I don't. I watch the uh, uh, Sydney to Hobart. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. And you know that. And it, it didn't exist this year because of fucking COVID. And ridiculous. I mean, these are at sea on a boat. Like, it's probably the safest place they can be. And I didn't get to see wild oats. You know, it's just fuck. It was tough. People say the pandemic was tough, but once the Sydney to Hobart got shut down, Michael, that's, that's when it
0: really—that's when it hit home for me. Yeah, no, you're right. That's when you really yeah. began the drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so they talk about uh, John Bertrand and Jeff Brown, who Jeff Brown I think might have had a role at Collingwood for a bit, um, okay. But I think mainly a Channel Nine dude, and so they—they kind of looking the they might be the two people who kind of put the hand up. Jeff is not, um, non-committal at this stage, and John Bertrand said. I oh, mate, I haven't done anything for like, you know, nearly forty years. So yeah, I put my <laughs> hand up. Yeah.
1: I reckon the, if they're gonna go with you, I, I like the idea of the co the co presidents. I think that's a new way through. hmm So why not you and I? Why can't I mean, you know, sure we don't barrack for Collingwood and we hate him with a passion, but I think we could get the job done. Uh, there, we're there's, outspoken.
0: There's no rule that says you have to barrack for the club. No.
1: I think there have didn't, been didn't Jeff Kennett put his hand up to look after Melbourne for a little bit?
0: I think there have been presidents in the past who have barric- who have not barracked for the club but been the president of the club. Yeah. 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 So I'm more than happy to put my hand up and we can we can bring it down from the inside mate. It's going to be perfect for you being a Carlton fan. I'd love to do it, mate,
1: and and you know what? I because I would love to host that uh, function. You get mate, you get free booze every second week. How good would that be?
0: That's not bad, actually. And yeah, and you on free booze with an open microphone. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'd I'd let Gil he'd get a few home truths as we headed into the third quarter. I tell you what, I'd do Nathan Buckley, fifteen-year contract, mm. at two million dollars a pop. That's not bad. Make a play for Trulaw and Stevenson again, just so we can delist them. Again. <laughs> I like it. And Mason Cox, I'd call up the Fed Police and say, yep. he's got a phony visa. Get him out of here.
1: <laughs> deport him. And, and not even deport him back to America. He's going to Manus. <laughs> <laughs> he's spending the rest of his days kicking a footy around Manus Island.
0: Hey, uh, the coaches are overworked, man.
1: Mate, they they all look tired. They're not healthy. I mean, I mean, the person who's complaining... Well, the article was based on... Um, Western Bulldogs coach Luke Beveridge saying that it's been really tough on their time and stuff. But he is in the greatest of nicks. Like, doesn't he look fantastic, Bevo? He just looks so fit. And it's like, well, maybe you would have more time for coaching, mate, if you didn't spend eight hours in the fucking gym.
0: That's a really good point. I mean, he's only surfing 14 times a week now. Like, it's an absolute <laughs> exactly. nightmare Like, he's yeah. like, I can barely get on
1: a wave. Yeah. And even when he does, he's got, like, matchups on his surfboard. So when he's paddling <laughs> out... He's looking at the potential matchups and stuff. I mean, it would be a horrible job. It'd be a horrible job. Oh, my job. God.
0: Yeah. I mean, you do get very, very well paid for it. Like, particularly mm. if you're like in the Clarko realm when you're kind of, you know, clocking over bonuses every five seconds. Yeah. Um, but the idea of like, you know, if you've got a young family, and then also, you know, the, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, like assistant coaches kind of moving around a lot. You kind of t- you got to take kids out of school. You got to put them in school, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the pressure, like, even before the season started, I think there was an article on com. I think it was. And hmm. and they had a list of, like, the coaches under the most pressure. Yeah. Like, people are paying for your job every every five seconds.
1: And it hasn't even started. Yeah. And, and it would just be... Um, and also, the fact that you're looking after, like, 44 young blokes. Now, young blokes mostly are fucking idiots. Yeah. Yeah. And so every day, you would just be under stress. You go and... Like, pretty much, every, you'd be like a parent, wouldn't you? Like, every weekend, you're like, please don't fuck up. I know you're going to go out for a drink. I yeah. know you're going to have a bit of a party. Just don't fuck up this weekend. And it would be like that for pretty much the whole year. You would be yeah, yeah. hoping that your team isn't the one that does it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, so and I then th- there's got to be people, you know, with any job. There's people you don't like. So, imagine having to coach someone who's really good, but you just don't like them.
0: Oh, that would happen all the time. And also, yeah. they've got nothing in common with them too. Like a 45-year-old man talking to an 18-year-old. They're like, hey, uh, so uh, have you seen anything cool on the YouTube?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm on
0: TikTok now. I was doing dances with my kids. Do you want to see it? Um, one thing I found interesting though, they talk about their workload has increased by about 30%, 40%, I believe, mm. um, because they obviously have less assistant coaches because there was the cut last year when they wanted to save money from the soft cap. Yeah. But here's a little thing for AFL coaches – You don't have to take all of your money, okay? So they took a cut last year, but here's a little thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, hey, I'm, you know, Coach X making 800 grand. I don't have to make 800 grand. I can make 400 and I can palm that off to two or three other coaches and I can ease my workload.
1: So does it work like that if, for example, uh, say Hawthorne and Fremantle, right? So Hawthorne have uh, Clarko, say he's on a mill a year. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you got Justin Longmuir, who would be on say three or four hundred thousand. Does that mean that six hundred the gap does that mean that they can use that for extra assistance question without notice? I
0: actually don't know the answer to that. And you know, stop it with these questions without notice. But I figure yeah. isn't it more that the coach the coaches have a salary cap and then you go over that you have to pay that in tax? You have to pay the same amount in tax?
1: Yeah, I believe so. But that 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 puts it at a disadvantage a team with a, a really good coach.
0: Uh, that's probably a good point, yeah. Um, but I suppose if you're a shitter team, then you you should have more coaches.
1: Well, that's, yeah, that's what it's kind of sounding like. Like, you should have, like, 35 coaches. Like, North Melbourne should have around 80 coaches.
0: Have we picked a massive flaw in this AFL law that we're not quite sure of?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you're right. No, if a
0: coach, like, you know, say if Rusey came back tomorrow, Mm. like... He's getting two million. Like you have got to throw throw the the um, bank at him to get him to, come yeah, to coach Because you.
1: because if you're North Melbourne, uh, like with the, the salary cap for the playing list, you have to pay a hundred percent of that, don't you?
0: I feel like it might. Uh, again, or ninety five to hundred. It's got to be close to yeah. You can't just pay yeah. like you know seventy five to save money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pay a certain amount. Yeah. Dude. So I wonder
1: if that. I wonder if that works. If you're. I would say that no. Okay. I'm. I'm intrigued. I wish who can we ring who do we know that can answer this question for us because it's it's a great question
0: we will we'll give eddie a call um yeah. and then we'll just lean into that trade radio question <laughs> just be like what's, what's the worst thing that's happened in your life eddie yeah. uh trade radio i reckon let's <laughs> whip
1: it up into a frenzy. that cost me my job
0: hey the AFLW w grand final the lions Yo, finally
1: got there mate i finally got there i watched it um it was a it was a pretty good game um and, you know, really well supported. And it was just, yeah, it was great to see the Lions get up. You know, it's nice to see that Adelaide got there. Hey, and you work on Front Bar and you did the awesome <laughs> um, AFLW episode the other day. Yes, yeah, so we had the MVP awards. We gave away, I think it was like um, most courageous best first year player, all that sort of stuff, and the MVP uh, as a part of the show. And it was, a, it was a really great show and had some great guests. And I was talking to one of the guests that we had on the show was a, a woman called Deborah Lee, who's kind of just been right through the journey of women's footy she was on that um what was that show on channel seven with the hammerheads was that the name of the team i the think r- it
0: was yeah yeah i couldn't tell you the actual name of the show but they it wasn't they followed a kind of suburban team for a while
1: yeah and they built up the list and you could you know it was basically um like a, an audition kind of like the recruit except at a lower level like yep. you didn't get a chance to be on an afl list yep. and she made that team so she's been you know a pioneer for women's footy and she's currently working at Footscray under Nathan Burke okay and I was kind of like what's your role and she was saying that because the men's game is so different that uh, and the way that they talk to the women she needs to basically be his like translator If, yeah. if and I was like well, what do you mean by that And she said, well, because women take stuff uh, very literally. Like if you say to a girl, and she told this story on the show about uh, saying to this one girl, "Um, stay on number 23, right? Follow her around wherever she goes. And then Deborah said she looked up at one point and the girl, her girl was sitting on the bench. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, well, number 23 came to the bench. So I came to the bench. She's like, okay, that's not what I meant. So she's saying women are very literal, whereas men, you know, kind of aren't. And I said, so does that mean that leading teams wouldn't work in AFLW or in the the women's league? And she's like, absolutely fucking not, because women take that shit to the grave. Yeah, wow. So if you said to someone, well, this is, I want you to keep doing, stop doing and start doing. That would be like, you are fucking dead to me and we will never talk again whereas blokes are just like oh yeah fuck all right i've got to do that i'll move on isn't that
0: fascinating yeah yeah Yeah, it was really
1: incredible it was really funny so she just went nah it would never work because girls just take that shit to the grave
0: yeah wow the dichotomy of the kind of different
1: genders and like um Yeah, yeah yeah so she said that like you know nathan burke can sort of have his message and then she will not interpret but she'll be like oh maybe don't put it like that say it this way and it's you know better Better for the girls to hear it like that.
0: You know, what I actually would like <laughs> on AFL three hundred and sixty if we had a Robo interpreter.
1: Look, that would help. That would help a lot. He, um, I watched it last Monday. He was talking about
0: bourbon. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, he was talking about someone being mate. A, he did. Oh, he did, he did like hotbed. half an hour
0: last week about how he got a really cheap deal on a on a carton of a carton of Winnie Reds.
1: Like <laughs> it, it, it gone off. It gone off tap. Oh, but Jared Jared keeps him going there. But he, he was talking about something being a hotbed, and he's like... And he actually said this. He goes, oh, mate, it's a hotbed out there. He goes, what? but what's a hotbed? It's like, mate, you just fucking used it. Don't use phrases and words that you don't know the meaning of. That is
0: amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. You know what we don't have today, Adam? Oh, no, footballers in real life. No, footballers
1: in real life. I can't believe it. I think it's the first one for a while. It's... Um Are they not out there? Are they staying indoors like it was school holidays? Is there a reason? Were they out? Were they, you know?
0: Maybe they're away. Yeah. Oh, no, they wouldn't have been away. Sorry. They're not like, you know, normal people. Like they had a job on a a weekend to do. Yeah, Um, Yeah, exactly. So no footballers in real life. So if you do see people out there, um, let us know and don't tweet it. Don't tweet their location in in real time. You know, just send the email and then we can read them out and uh, embarrass them profusely.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: I think we're going to hit the road. We are Time, Malfour, pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook and The Gram. Don't forget, my Sydney Comedy Festival show is coming up in about a month. Check the Comedy Festival website. We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Go blue. Really?